Hello, this is Patrick from Expression. I'd like to continue through our Expression Maps 3.2 tutorials and talk about the Expression Maps Touch option and the HTML5 tools. I'm an Expression Maps designer with my interactive tools loaded, and you can see I've got a project loaded, you can see I've got my overlays. Now, I want to talk about two things here in the user interface before I forget. One is I can get to my scene management tool here. It's under Interactive, Manage Interactive Scenes, and again, you've seen me create some overlays, you've seen me create groups in here, you've seen me create a Mia and put scenes into it, and I put a bunch more. I can also add them here. The second thing I wanted to show you, besides getting to that here, I can also get to it on the interactive toolbar. This icon right here, clicking on it directly, brings up the Manage Interactive Scenes toolbar and tools also. So I'm going to close that. Now, next thing I want to talk about is the HTML5 tool for Expression Maps Touch. So I'm bringing over my default browser and I'm going to put in HTTP colon slash slash and put in the name of my computer colon 8880. If you don't know the name of your expression maps design workstation, ask your engineering team or your IT team and they'll tell you. When I put that in, I'm brought to the login page of expression maps touch. Now our commissioning team should have worked with your administration folks to make sure that this gets taken care of. I'm going to log in here as the administrator quickly. And again, I'm not going to divulge the password here. You'll find that from your commissioning team member. What you're going to see is I basically have really three groups of things here. I have a main toolbar. I have my um, proxy views and I have my project management tools. Also on the main toolbar is your user button. Launching this and this shows up for every user account. This will let you go in and modify things you have access to. So I'm logged in as an administrator, but if I go in about this under account, I can go modify things in my own account. I can set up my username, my first name, last name, my web client status that I know about. I can change my passwords, add my phone number, and my email information. If I come back to it again, I can add a new user. I put all their information in here, and then I let them know what their password is, and then they'll log into it, and they can change it. If I go to manage users, and again, this shows up for the administrator, a user account that's been created, I can go in here and modify. And we'll talk about this in a minute, but there's a couple of groups here. One is a web client, in other words, who can launch this tool, and then touch group, who can actually utilize this tool to execute map animations. So I'm going to leave that alone, and I'm going to come down to web user groups, and here's the web user group, and I have different subgroups in here. I've got artists, journalists, producers, production personnel, super users. Really what this is, this is a categorization tool that will probably expand with user rights management in the future. But for all of these groups, it's up to the administrator to decide members of this group, can they manage the saved folders, and you will see those in a minute, and can they delete scenes? We'll leave all that alone. I'm gonna exit there. Next is touch user groups. Can these users um, change the home scenes? Can they manage saved folders? Can they load scenes? And can they use the control tools? So let's talk about that. The best way to do it is to log out of the administrator account and then come back in is my account. And again, I have my account with my password. You're going to see I've got an extra set of toolbars down here, down at the bottom. And we'll talk about those very briefly now. If I click on control, what this gives me is the ability to interact with my scenes. And I have the ability to use transport controls to animate them. And I also have application controls. Now I'm going to move this out of the way just a little bit. Um, I'm going to see if I can shrink this down a little bit, actually. That'll work. I'm going to put this over on the side. 
Now, you've seen us in Expression Maps Designer with the interactive mode go into the toolbars under view and set it to full screen. Guess what? There's your full screen mode inside of this HTML5 tool or the web tool. And again, this is an HTML5 tool. It runs in your Windows browsers. It runs in your Apple Macintosh browsers. It runs uh, in iPhones and iPads and tablets. Uh, I personally haven't checked it against the Android. Or I haven't checked it against Chrome, Chromebooks, but again, it's an HTML5 tool. It should just work. Um, I've got my scenes here and my presets. So if I click scene one and then click the transport control for play, I should be flying to scene one, which right now is set to the Ukraine. If I fly to scene two by choosing it here in the scenes and then click play, that'll take me there. I believe it's set to Poland. If my uh, screen was set up a little wider, I'd see more information here. By the way, you'll notice this is actually telling me to make this wider again so we can see a little more of it. What you're going to see here is the name of the file. You're going to see the map style that it was built with. You're going to see the duration and you see any information or notes. So some of these have information and notes. This is important and we'll talk about this more in a little bit. Next thing I want to show you, I'm going to skip over one of these tabs. I'm going to go to another one. It says load touch scene. Let's say, for example, I've seen me go through scene one and scene two. And right now I have a maximum capacity of five concurrent scenes that can be loaded. Let's say for your particular show, you need to be able to show seven maps, not just five. Well, the on-camera talent has gone through map scenes one and two, and now they're going to, to scene three. Well, I'm going to be in the background, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to change scene one from Ukraine. I'm going to change it to Czech Republic, and I click on it, and you can see that it says active. If I now come down and I click another scene here, you'll see that it loads it. If I go back to the control mechanisms and I choose scene one again, and I click play, what you're going to notice is you're going to see the Czech Republic is now scene one, where before it wasn't. It was either uh, Austria, I think I might have actually had it set to the Ukraine. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to take scene two. I'm going to go through the same step here right now. Scene two says it's Poland. I'm going to go to the load touch scenes. I'm going to click on the Poland scene, and I'm going to convert it over to Egypt. And I click on it there, you'll notice that it appears here. I'm going to go back to control, and that's scene two. I'm going to click scene two, and then play. So what this allows me to do is infinitely change scenes so that I have an infinite number of scenes that I'm able to execute using my Expression Maps Touch workflow. I'm not really truly limited to the five scenes as long as I've got somebody who can work with me. And again, this tool will run on a tablet, so you could, for talent that doesn't like to have their back to the camera, they'd rather have their back to the monitor and talk to the viewers and maybe look down and touch, this is a great tool for them to do it as well. Now, I'm gonna show you something else here because we've talked about loading scenes and what I wanna remind you, we started out talking about using the um, Interactive Scene Manager. This is where all those scenes are present. If they don't show up in there, they don't show up in here. Now, something else I want to point out, you notice right now, if I click on overlay, I've got all my overlay buttons down at the bottom of the screen. And that might be fine for what I need to do, but maybe I need them up to the top left. Guess what? I can change that without affecting anything else. There, I just chose a different overlay that has them in the top left. And all those buttons will still work because they utilize the same instruction set. Everything will still work. And you can see here, these again, I've talked about this before, this particular set of overlays actually has some graphic elements elements behind it so that I can have it appear properly over the map. So for example, if I had mountains here that have snow peaks, I might not see those white outlines. Uh, you'll also notice that if I click on scene three, you'll notice the indicator letting me know scene three is selected. So 
that happens for all of these. Whenever I select it here, the talent in the studio does get some interactive tips to let them know where they're going. Now, you've seen me go through here and load some of the scene touches. I can also look at the home position and see whatever that is. That's fine, we'll leave that alone for now. If I have a moss workflow, it's possible that I could have my moss users create content for me. What I want you to notice as I do this, I'm gonna change what's under scene, uh, let's change scene four right now, which is supposed to be Switzerland. If I go ahead and I change it out to, let's see what I've got labeled here. I'm gonna choose this Florida state map here. What I want you to notice is I've chosen Florida and it's done with a different map style. What you're gonna notice where the map style is indicated, this is now highlighted with a red bar, letting me know that it's different. So when I go to play that scene, if I choose scene four, what's currently on output is gonna change because it's gonna apply the incoming scene style for the maps to what's on the output. So I'm gonna take this over here a little bit so you can kind of see this happen. There's scene four, look at that, it changed the style and it's telling me that now the others don't match it. So if I chose scene three and click play, you can see by choosing the different scenes, it changes what's happening with the different map styles. So that's a big indicator for you when you see that red bar, that means what you're about to play, what you've just selected, doesn't match everything else. Now, we've also talked about projects. I'm gonna come over here because you've seen me do this. On the far left side, you can access your project. And right now I only have things in a default folder. But I can come in here and I can choose Project EMEA 61, and I have all this functional to me. And now I can go and click all my scenes and step through all of them. And I've got a different set of icons in here on my overlay as well. So you can see that I can change all of those pieces from within the HTML5 tool. And I use the Manage Interactive Scenes tool to add content here so that I can see it all. So now let's look up on the main toolbar. My user account has permission to save projects. So you'll notice there's a floppy disk icon up here. And I've added some scenes to my existing project and I want to save it as a different project, not save it as this. So if I click on the floppy disk icon, I'm going to save this as project 64. And I'm going to click OK. So now what I've literally done is I started with scene 61, which had five scenes. I changed out scenes one and two, and I want to save them back as a different project so that I can access this again later. Theoretically, even calling them up during the show. So I'm changing scenes one and two without affecting three, four, and five so my on-camera talent can continue to work forward. So this is a powerful tool. And again, you can see as I've saved that, if I come back and look here, project 64, 61, 62, 63, Let's say I wanted to save this as Project 63. I'd come in here, I'd change the name to 63, and I click OK, I get an error message telling me that it already exists. So if I go back again and change the project name to 63, and I'll click Overwrite Existing Projects, and it'll say OK. So now what I've done is I've modified Project 63 with the current assets that are here. Now the last piece that we haven't talked about is the home position. And what this is showing me is what the home position is on the system. Now, I don't believe I have access to be using the home position because I think I'm in a web group that's journalists. So I don't know if I have the ability to do that. So let's go back and look at web, or touch user groups, I should say, journalists. I can, I can change home. So theoretically, I'd be able to change that. What I might be able to do, I can at least see what the home position is. Under certain user conditions, I can actually spin it around and make a different home position, but I don't really have a way to do anything with it. You can see I can kind of 
move it around. And that's really all I can do. Now, if I tell the system to go back to the home position, let's see what I get. Guess what? I get that home position that I've just manipulated to. So if I want my home position, instead of being Africa, let's say I'm going to make it South America. Now, this is kind of a random thing, but if I was to do that, I'm going to take this down out of the way, and I'm going to click the home position while I let that go, and there, I'm now at South America. So these are all the different controls that you have within the HTML5 web client for Expression Maps Touch.